Welcome, investigator. Evil is on the rise. Crime is escalating. Our mission is to eliminate the crime by exposing evil, examine why it manifests, and highlight the brave souls that confront it every day. Join us as we work together to bring justice to every victim. Welcome to All Things Crime. Here's your host, Jared Bradley. Regardless, man, we uh, we thank you for your service and for uh, serving what, what you did. So, hey, before we uh, wrap up, man, you got to tell me about how you went from being a cop to being an author of these crime mysteries. Okay, well, we started that. That kind of that came later. We only started it in, I want to say, the first book we wrote, Sister Margaret, which I know you read. Okay. We wrote that in 2017. It took us a couple of Probably years. Probably from to my reaction it. when I texted you, I was like, what the freak, man? <laughs> well, my sister, who you met, Natasha, yeah. okay, we wrote that in like 2017 and it came out in 2020. And we did it completely as a goof because if you, I'm one of those guys, if you get me started, you know, I could talk for hours about nonsense. We just keep going. I got stories and I could tell you about the, the cops, New York City, the army, whatever the nonsense is, we'll talk, you know? And people would always do that thing. Oh, you know what? Travis, you should write a book. You should write a book. And, you know, people say that enough times, you start to believe it, you know? So I called my sister because she's a smart one. And I said, hey, Tosh, what do you think, man? You want to team up with me and we'll put a, put a book out? And she immediately said, yeah, I don't even think I, got, I finished the sentence before she said yes, you know? Mm. So we wrote Sister Margaret. Um, and who knew? But the thing took off like a shot, you know, and really it, it's it's a very simple, very short story, but somehow it struck a chord with people. People liked it. Next thing you know, we had two, three more out. The fourth one just came out a couple of weeks ago on what was it? November 10th. The fourth book, Lee June, just came out and it's been a really, really cool ride. And what we do is we take real stories, kind of like what we talked about today, and we twist them together. So I'll take three or four real stories and twist them into one fictional story that the Tommy detective, Tommy Keene, the, the protagonist, the hero of the stories will go through. And we decided to do that rather than doing a, a, you know, 600 page story of Travis's life in the police department or whatever. We thought it would be more interesting. One, if we could do fiction, make a lot more things happen to the characters in a short amount of time, because otherwise it, it Stories can be quite boring, to tell you the truth. Yeah. You know, police work. Police work is very boring. You know, yeah, most, most uh, people, people don't, don't believe want that. To actually, read autobiographies. But it is correct, and so we have more fun with the fictional character. Plus, it keeps us out of court. And what I mean by that is, <laughs> you know, we don't have anybody coming up saying, "Hey, man, you shouldn't have used my name. You shouldn't have told my story. Whatever." We kind of fictionalize it and twist it around, and it says on the very first page, "Work of fiction," so it, it keeps us out of trouble. You know, and, and that's been a really, a really, really interesting ride it has. And like I said, well, you and I met, we met at CrimeCon, you know, yeah. and that was a, a great, that was our first one. It was a great experience. And we'll be seeing you again in, what is it? May 31st yeah. in Nashville. Yeah, I need right? to, I uh, still haven't had time to follow up on that. I just get, just got home from Tennessee last night. Got a lot of, a lot of stuff to catch up on once my travel is done for the year. So no, that's um, you, you hit it hard, man. You 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 really you really travel a lot with this MVAC. I do. You know, there's a lot of agencies that that need training on on their new MVAC systems. So, mm -hmm. man, I gotta go. But yeah. I you know I love it. I I love interacting with crime scene investigators and DNA analysts and uh, you know people that are doing the work. And it's just a fantastic career that 
I've just kind of fallen into thanks to my dad. So yeah, I'm making the best of it. Well, good, good. And you do it and you're doing a good thing too. I mean, this, this DNA stuff is, it has changed, you know, law enforcement so much for the better. It's unbelievable yeah. what, what, what's come out of this DNA. And again, in my time, it was, we, we didn't, we never used it at all. I mean, just like fingerprints, you know, people think fingerprints were, so I never used, fingerprints never came through, you know, very, very rarely do you come up with a decent print, you know, but DNA, there's no arguing there, you know, if you got it, yeah, you got it, it. it can be, um, it can be pretty compelling, but you yeah. know, the, the, the thing about it is regardless of what kind of evidence it is to me, the fulfilling part is whether my, you know, our machine is used to, to help solve a crime or not, but when you get a phone call from whoever and, you know, you have actually helped bring justice to some poor girl, you know, that's been raped or whatever, there is just nothing that I've experienced that is even remotely close to how fulfilling it is. And I was, I just, you know, the first time we got a phone call that like a sheriff or, or a detective or somebody is saying, yeah, we got him, you know, you're not going to believe this, you know, this is, we got, DNA off of a rock or some crazy thing like that. And they're like, because of that, because of, of your machine and your, you know, your dad's invention, we were able to solve this case that was 30 years old. And yeah, to me, it's just, wow. Getting those phone calls, even as rare as they are, it's, there's nothing like so, it. So many people going in, in this world, you know, and it is a, you know, quite often it's called a thankless job. Police work in general, law enforcement in general is called thankless, but it is, the very few thank yous or, or when it's not even a thank you, but you know, you did the right thing. You know, you got a bad guy, you know, you stopped somebody. It is very gratifying. You know, I remember my short time working in a robbery identification program when I worked with those guys in there and I would, you know, go on all these different robbery cases, man, were people happy when you were able to get the person that robbed them, especially if it was a serious and a scary robbery, you know, they were thrilled because again, quite often they don't, they have little trust in the police. They have little trust in the system. And here they are saying, yes, that's the guy. Thank you so much for getting him. You know, times that I had gotten, you know, just numerous bad guys time and time again, where, where the victims were, you know, so very, very grateful that somebody stood up for them. And that makes it all worthwhile. It absolutely does. You know, yep. or finding a missing child, you find a missing child, man. I mean, you're, you're king for king for a day. Forget it. You don't even need thanks because you know, in your heart, you know, how bad that could have been, you know, and how scared you were at that time. And it's, it's a beautiful thing, you know? And so absolutely, man, knowing that, that your machine and your training has, has brought some sort of closure to a family that's phenomenal. It really is. Yeah. Well, and that's, that's the bottom line is that's why I do what I do. You know, I miss a lot of football games and things like that, but it's, you know, I, I'm the guy and I'm, I'm the, the dad and the provider. And, but most importantly, I, I'm, I, w- I want to make a difference in life. And I think all of us do. And so whatever, whatever little difference I can carve out, then that's, yeah, I'm going to do what I have to do to do that. So just like you did, man. And like I said, I, every cop to me, you know, if you're, if you're willing to actually sign up and especially knowing what you know now, like, you know, the people that are brand new recruits that are signing up for to be to be a law enforcement officer right now man hats off to them because these guys they deserve a serious amount of appreciation because there's so few and it's like you said it's such a thankless job it's like holy crap man we we've got to change that 
to all the misery we were talking about before with the politics, New York City now, I had mentioned, you know, in my time we were about 38,000 strong. I believe we have just, for the first time, dipped below 30,000, okay? Because over 2,500 guys just had, there was a mass exodus with so many people leaving. Mm. And it's really a scary, scary situation. And they're talking that it could get as low as 2,500 police officers in New York City, which is- 25,000? 25,000, I'm sorry, yes. 25,000, which again would be 13,000 less than my time. Wow. All right. And and you, no good. I, I'm sorry. The, a, a city the size of New York, you cannot keep that the, those city streets safe with that few people. You, you can't. can't. Well, you couldn't. Again, going back to my time when we did have 38,000 guys, we could have used twice as many because you know even in my precinct, which was a very very busy house, you know we would turn out like four or five cars. Now, granted, you might have some anti crime guys or some snoo guys or nar- narcotic squad would be working, but. As far as actual patrol guys answering the radio, you know, there was never enough guys. And on a busy night, not every night, so I don't want to exaggerate it or make it sound impossible, but on a on a busy Friday or Saturday night, you could easily do 25, 28, 30 jobs in a night. Now, if you a job is a call, okay? Just divide that into 8 or divide that by 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 8 hours. You know, 8 and a half hours is what we worked, you know. You're going job, 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 job. They're holding five jobs waiting for you, you know? Yeah. And people are unhappy because you're not showing up. And quite often you're doing that thing where you show up. Is anybody hurt? What's happened? Blah, 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 blah. Nothing, nothing, nothing. Have a nice night. I got five jobs waiting for me. You got to <laughs> hustle off to the next one, you yeah. know? And yeah. it's really, really sad because you cannot serve the public the way they need to be served, you know? And now you're cutting that not in half, but what, by a third at least? You know? Yeah, that's crazy. No, it's nuts. It's nuts. It's very scary. Jared, crazy. it's very scary. You know, and that's yeah. nationwide. That's not just New York. That's nationwide. That's happening. Oh, I know. Well, which is why the people fleeing out of the crazy states and the crazy cities. Yeah. It's like yeah. my neighborhood in in uh, Utah. Man, they can't build the houses fast enough out here. Right. So we've been trying yeah. to keep it a secret, but you know, we got all these crazy I'm New sure Yorkers I, moving I, in. I know from our past conversations, you're fairly politically astute. All right. And I I'm sure you probably realize that California lost so many people, okay, that they lost a congressman. That's how many people left the state of California, that they lost a congressman. Same thing in New York State. So many people left New York State for Texas, Florida, Tennessee, wherever they're going. I know a lot of people both in Texas and Tennessee that have left New York. All right. And so many people have left that we actually lost a congressman because we don't have enough people. To support that that many congressmen is one. Well, man. every congressman represents seven hundred and fifty thousand people. Yeah. So yeah. no, we gained a congressman not long ago. That's Ooh, when um, sure. Yeah, that's when Burgess and Burgess Owens is our current congressman. Yeah, I love that guy. He's awesome. So good. Okay, brother. Listen, everybody needs to go and visit. Where where can people find your book? Oh, anywhere. So obviously Amazon, and although I can sit here and you know complain politically about what Amazon is doing to the country and the world. It will be there tomorrow. It'll, it'll show up tomorrow, and it'll be probably half price than anywhere else. But Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Books A Million, anywhere books are sold, it's available. It might not be on the shelf, but it's available everywhere. Okay. Yeah. And yeah, please check them out, man. If you're, a, if you're watching the show right now, and you're a crime fan, and you want to listen to some crazy stories or read some crazy stories, please pick it up. Tommy Keen Detective Series. You'll be happy you did. Yeah. 
Tommy Keen, and the first book is Sister Margaret. Correct. And I promise right. you, when you finish that last chapter, you'll be like, what in the... Yeah. yeah. And the yeah, next time you and I away. meet, you know, I'll tell you all about the true stories in Sister Margaret. And of course, if you, if you caught up on a few more books, I'll have some more true stories for you. All right. Sounds great, man. Very good. Hey, well, I appreciate I'll, I'll it. I'll see you in May, if not before. Yep, absolutely. Thanks for joining us. Your attention today brings us one step closer to exposing and eliminating the evil that brings crime to our communities. Hit subscribe and share this episode. Together, we will bring justice to every victim.